It's that time of year again. The year where your social awkwardness does no longer matter. The year that that moment where you identify yourself, the time of year where that moment where you identify yourself with Wallowitz from the Big Bang Theory is something that is socially acceptable. Yes, it's here once again. Facts. Belgium's biggest cosplay, manga, anime, sci-fi and geek uh, floor show. We're going to dive in, talk to the cosplayers, talk to the booth holders, find out why Belgians are looking for Red Riding Hood, see how much an X-Wing that uh, is built to a 1-2 scale actually weighs, and of course, be surrounded by the most luscious eye candy you can think of. It's that time of year again, it's facts. We're here at the FACTS event in Belgium and we're actually a day early while people are still setting up stuff and that's because we wanted to take the time to do an interview with one of the biggest booths here in the hallway of um, the FACTS event here in Flanders Expo to talk to Klaas from Arconia. Uh, Klaas, what's Arconia? We're an online shop. Uh, we sell all kinds of comics and uh, related merchandise. So Japanese, uh, American, and um, we import into Belgium and then sell them across Europe. So you're an online store or you also have a, a, the classic uh, geek comic book store where people can come to? We're only an online store. If you really want, you can come pick up your orders, but it's not really the how we work. Okay, so how long has uh, Arconia been around? I'm... The, the, let's say the story the first, but uh, the domain name has been registered since 1998. And you've been selling stuff online since? Sometimes around that time. <laughs> no one really knows for sure. So it's, it kind of like evolved like humanity and, and, and the universe. It was just there. Yeah. Now, you know, when we talk comic book stores, people have a lot of ideas of what comic book stores look like. Mostly things like the Big Bang Theory, the gathering of nerds and geeks where they purchase their stuff. Is it really like that? Is What is your main consumer market look like? I would say that our main consumers are geeks. Um, yeah, it's difficult to explain. Uh, some some people you wouldn't... you. You can't say on the outside that they're really interested in comics. Others, yes, you can say very well. But uh, it's, it's, it's pop culture, it's popular culture. And a lot of people that like aspects of what we do. And we're also, we have a very, very broad audience. We have a very broad uh, range of products. So we have uh, over 60,000 products at the time now. So those products are both comic books, uh, anime, manga, and, and also other stuff? Yeah, like, like board games, like uh, gaming merchandise from Assassin's Creed or, or Mass Effect and stuff like that. Um, it it, it kind of ranges. The stuff we have is mostly what's hot at the moment. Have you seen your market grow over the last couple of years? Is it becoming more, I wouldn't say mainstream, but more popular? Um, for American comics, definitely. Um, especially, of course, with uh, uh, what I think is, is the best move in years is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And also, uh, Christopher Nolan is great. And for people who don't know who Christopher Nolan is, who is he? What does he do? Well, 
unless I'm really totally names dropping the wrong name here. He's the uh, the director of Batman, the Batman trilogy, the, the latest one that 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 was uh, done. And then also, as far as I'm, if, if I remember correctly, he was involved in the Superman, uh, latest Superman movie, Man of Steel. And these things bring the comics and and uh, the the culture once again and very a very interesting and, and, and nice way to towards the, the consumer because you know things like spider-man batman they've been around since the 50s why is it becoming so popular why is hollywood really diving into that is the comic book industry like the people you are serving are they triggering the movie industry or is the movie industry triggering the comic book industry i what I can tell you is Marvel is owned by Disney and DC Comics is owned by Warner. Probably a bit of both. Okay. Now, um, you're going to be here tomorrow all day. You have one of the biggest booths that are on here. How many people does it take to run this thing? Uh, we got uh, just over 20 people. Full time working here from 9 to 5 or from when the doors open to when the doors close yeah that's that's amazing i mean it is pretty big how many how many products are you actually selling here how many boxes did you bring because you didn't come by a van did you no we yeah i have no idea how you call this in english um, i think you had a truck with a lorry of course you had a truck but yeah i don't oh know they call this a trailer oh yeah, yeah yes you are trailer trash no no oh, trailer people <laughs> but uh, the, no the trailer is 13 meters long and it was stacked. Yes. Uh, we've seen the unloading of this thing, and it was an amazing amount of boxes. Um, and you're, so you hope that you're going to sell out uh, this weekend and have to take back only an empty trailer? Of course. Well, empty, no. I mean, the booth structure is going to be in the trailer, but that's going to be, if, if, as far as I'm concerned, that's going to be a home. <laughs> okay. So for tomorrow, who's going to be your, your target audience? Are you going to have the real anime niche people coming or the average Joe buying movie merchandise or is it all over the place? Uh, the latter, everyone, I guess. We, we, we've built up some, quite some experience to, to bring the right product to, um, to conventions and I think that we're doing a great job this way. Okay, for tomorrow, people who are coming by want to buy something. What what is the thing that you would really say that's hot for the moment, or this is something that is unbeknown to the masses and you really have to buy? What would you? Which items would you recommend? Uh, you'll have to be fast. This Iron Man watch. And you only have? Uh, we have about thirty of them. Different. So there's three different designs. So if you want to be Tony Stark and score a girl like Pepper Potts. This is the watch you're gonna get. It's gonna be available at the Arconia store tomorrow. I wish you a lot of luck and a lot of merchandise and a lot of clients and a lot of fun tomorrow at Arconia. Thank you, Klaas. If the people want to reach you, where can they find you? We can be found at uh, www.arconia.com. And you ship all over the planet? Let's say we ship to the important markets, but not to Indonesia. Sorry, Indonesia. And how about Liechtenstein? Oh, we do Liechtenstein. People in Liechtenstein, if you want an Iron Man watch, jump on a plane, be fast, get here. They only have 20 left. Thank you, Klaas. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you.
Well, we're here at FAX, Belgium's biggest cosplay expo, and behind me is what can only be described as the biggest prop that you can find around here. Weighing 1.2 metric tons, this is a one to two scale replica of Darth Vader's T-Wing fighter. With me is Michael from the uh, Prospector's Guild, the Star Wars Prospector's Guild. Um, Michael, can you tell me a little bit more about this device? Uh, yes, uh, depend what you want to know. Uh, we 25 people built on that, almost uh, 1,500 hours uh, work on, on this prop. And we spend uh, around uh, 16,000 euros right now in this prop uh, in the last two years. So. It is absolutely fantastic. One thing that, of course, that you immediately see is the scale of the thing. This is a one to two? Yes, that's true, one to two. Um, depends also on the cockpit. We didn't have the, uh, uh, get a larger one than this Elongated one. Elongated cockpit. And yeah. so the dimension was given by the cockpit. Okay, and just to, to be curious, how do you start? I mean, you wake up one day and you say, I think I'll build a T-Wing fighter. How does this, how does such a process begin? Yeah, it's very easy. We had uh, with the 501st in Germany, Legoland, two years ago, uh, um, the Star Wars days, opened it up, the Star Wars cluster. And uh, I promised my commanding officer, Markus Rau in Germany, uh, we didn't have any big props until uh, this date. And that was uh, the start for that uh, amazing project. So you have the idea, you want to build a, a uh, T-Wing. Where do you start? I mean, there, does the Empire provide you with detailed blueprints on how to get started? Well, it's a top secret area, so I couldn't give you any information about that. Uh, our uh, secret general is over here watching everything, so I can't give you these informations, but as every big project, it starts on a desk. So are there plans for this thing that you can get the level of detail as detailed as it is because every single grain is there. You can just see it. It's incredibly realistic. Are you just watching the DVD and watching the, the scene where it flies by or do you have other source material to get this level, this level of detail? Of course, uh, we got contacts uh, about the 501st, even uh, Stephen Sandsweet in, in US. He, is, uh, he was director by Lucasfilm for the fan relations. I'm in contact with him over years right now. Visited him in California uh, 2009. And we talked about colors, applications, stuff like that. And he gave me detailed uh, photos. Uh, uh, and Lucasfilm liked that too. That was the reason why we were uh, on the Star Wars celebration in Essen this year. So, the Prospectors Club, is this your only project or do you have many more or do you have more props so like this? Uh, it's open secret right now. We're going to build uh, in the next two years uh, the regular TIE Fighter. This is the advanced prototype uh, X1 and we will have um, the TIE Fighter uh, as a wingman, uh, 7.5 meters high and 5 meters wide, uh, another dimension. Uh, but you will see it in two years. So I've, I've kind of had the privilege of doing a little bit of a behind the scene peek uh, last year, um, sorry, yesterday, not last year, yesterday, about what this thing is actually made of. Can you tell the public? Because this is not cardboard and papier-mâché. 
No, not even drawer steel. Um, we have uh, just uh, polyethylene, that's the cockpit. It's a ball with a dimension uh, two meter. And we got steel uh, as a carrying uh, wood uh, and aluminium and a lot of stuff what you can actually get in, the, in a regular tool market. So the question, of course, that we need to ask when you're not using this, where do you store it? Somebody's bedroom? <laughs> it sits there on a, on a giant shelf? Well, um, we, we can depart it and we got a storage for that, but it's also top secret. Okay, now if people uh, are in, I think you're in the German area, and are interested in joining a project like this, where can they contact you? It's very easy. Um, it's in the internet project minus x1.de uh, and then you direct on the site. Or if you Google my name, Star Wars and Michael Schramm, you will find me. Okay, Michael, thank you very much for showing us this amazing prop and I wish you all the luck. Thank you too. Thank you. Bye. I'm here with uh, Natalie from Feathers of an Angel, who has uh, enchanted us with incredibly cool bags. If you're a lady, if you're a girl, you love bags. If you're a geek and a man, you might love bags too. That's the case with me. That's why I stopped by. You have some amazing creations down here, and these are all handmade, right? Yes, I, I make them all by myself, and uh, it's because I'm a big fan. So, what do we have here? We have some, some, some. Um, that's from Portal, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so I have my uh, companion cube bag from Portal. Uh, everyone loves them. I have the Star Trek bags. Uh, oh, I have Journey. I have uh, my own design with a bat on it because it's Halloween very soon. Okay. Uh, Zelda. I have a Wookiee bag, but be sure. There's no Wookiee in it. There's no animal in it. Nothing died for this bag. No Wookiees were armed in the making of this bag. How did you get the idea to start this out? Uh, well, I'm a very creative person and every year I have some new ideas and at home because I'm a fan and you don't always find stuff in your own taste. So I design, I try out and I make them, but because you can only make one bag for yourself and other people are also interested. I make many of them and then I come here in Belgium uh, in, in the biggest convention. <laughs> and uh, so that's, I mean, there's a real demand for this because I've seen several designs that you have. You have even have a TARDIS bag right there. Um, those are built to order? Uh, no, I make, some, uh, I make some bags here and then, be, uh, for example, the TARDIS bag is sold out already. And then if people notice it, I tell them you can order one and I send it home. Wow. So how much time do you spend every evening running your little shop? Or do you have slaves, you know, this little sweatshop with seamstress, uh, seamers and seamstresses uh, going at it? Or do you do it all by yourself? No, I, I do it all by myself. I have my sewing machine installed at home. And uh, when I have some free time and I feel like it, I cut out stuff and I start sewing. So we've seen all the interesting bags. What are the secret projects you're working on? Uh, I worked 
everything for today. So the new pr secret projects will be for facts next year. We're very interested. We're very interested when you come by with your new stuff. Where can people uh, find these great things that you have? You've got calendars, you've got bags, you've got mini notebooks over there. What, where can they browse, shop, buy, and make sure that you never spend another night in front of the television ever again? Uh, well, I have my uh, banner here. I have my own website. But people can find me with uh, the same username on Tumblr, Etsy, uh, DeviantArt, and uh, Twitter. I have to look at all the social medias. I think I've almost covered them all, and Facebook. Okay. And how long does it take from Geek Envy to order, to build, to delivery? Oh, uh, it depends on the item you want. Let's say I really want the TARDIS bag. The TARDIS bag. Um, it takes, for me, I think two hours to make it. So, and then it, demand, it uh, depends on the, uh, the post. The mails, Belgian, Belgian mail service, also known as the black hole of stuff you ship. If you ever want to lose something, Belgian postal service. It's my heart and hope it arrives. It's like a wormhole. Shit goes in, we don't know where it comes out, but we hope it does. So I wish you all the luck and uh, lots of sales and lots of new customers. And we'll see you next year with your secret projects. Okay, I will. And there will be new stuff next year. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> We're here at the booth of the Belgian game production company, Grin. I'm talking to Wim. Uh, you are here today with a very special mission of actually looking for an actor to play a part in your next interactive computer game? Yeah, yeah, true. We're looking for uh, for an actress to do the cutscenes of our of our new the new game we're working on. Uh, it's called Wolf. It's uh, the Red Hood Diaries, so it's all about the, the Red, Hood, uh, Red Little Red Riding Hood stories. And we're looking for someone to impersonate actually, uh, yeah, uh, our Red Riding Hood. And uh, the person, because you already have a, a candidate for today, but the person who's going to get the part is actually going to be in the game? She was actually uh, our concept artist, uh, or she did an internship as content, uh, concept artist uh, in our studio. And she was so uh, fascinated by, by the, the Red Riding Hood character that we said, okay, let's do something with that. And she was all like, okay, uh, I'm, I'm Red Riding Hood for, for facts in, uh, anyway. So now we're still looking for models to play Red Riding Hood uh, for the actual game. Uh, we're doing uh, the, the filming in, in December, so we still have a little time. We're not closing the, the competition at Facts uh, itself, so we might not have enough entries at Facts uh, to choose from. Um, but maybe uh, the week after Facts, uh, we'll, we'll close the competition, see who's, uh, who's selected, and we'll have to yeah, start uh, rehearsing and stuff like that so we can do the filming in December. That's amazing. I mean, what's it going to be like? Are they are the people, uh, the actress that's actually going to play the part? By the way, very well played. You start to work somewhere as a concept artist. You say, I think I look good in red. And then you sell them Red Riding Hood. Yeah, yeah. Well played. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so the person is actually going to play the role in the movie. 
is he going to be she going to be acting in front of a green screen it's a it's a very story based uh, a game uh, so there, there's a lot of action it's a side scroller uh, with steampunk influences and, and a whole fairy tale environment but there's the the story is the most important thing that's that's why yeah it's a it's a famous story because it's a it's an important story it teaches people about uh, the dangers in life uh, uh, not only girls but also if you take make it bigger it's it's uh, yeah be be uh, um prepare for what society can 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 put against you so that's what we're we're taking it more and um the cut scenes themselves they will be in front of a decor will live uh, decor uh, but we'll we'll mostly work with voiceovers uh and um yeah special special elements just to to it's also it's yeah. it's, it's a secret it's, sauce it's all, eh? it's all quite secret still yeah 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 we have to keep some stuff uh behind just to keep it interesting in the next few months because we want to release a beta already in December and uh, release actual game in March something like that so we're we're heavy uh, in production now so uh, is it going to be out on PlayStation Xbox PC web tablets uh, it's uh, main focus is steam at the moment uh, so it'll be PC uh, but if someone uh, from PlayStation or or Xbox comes to us uh, says that they want to publish our game we'd be uh, very happy to talk to them So we're talking about Steam anyway and a lot of our listeners are working on Linux is uh, the Linux gaming scene somebody something you're also aiming towards by using Steam as your agent or well, is it because to, to reach a bigger audience We're we're using the Unreal Indie version now uh, to publish uh, to make the game um, I would have to ask the developers if if it ports to Linux uh, if it does yeah I don't see why we wouldn't uh, uh, do a, a Linux release yeah Listen up, you pingu-loving smart-ass nerds. There's one hot little Red Riding Hood coming your way in a game produced by a Belgian. I'm very proud. Belgian game Ooh. industry. Uh, does Grin? Uh, is this your first game? Is there anything else on the market we can play yet? Um, well, not for the gamer audience. Actually, we, we have something for toddlers that we just released. It's really cool. Some people, yeah. Forestpals.com. Uh, it's a it's an iPad game for toddlers. Uh, we've been making games for 10 years, but mostly for uh, serious stuff, uh, forklift simulators and, and stuff like that. So it's not so sexy. <laughs> Before they thought of this, they thought of forklift forklift simulators. How does that make you feel? I'm very pleased. If I were to go to that, I know, I know. You know, if I were a girl and I would go up to the company, I'd say I'd like to work here, and they say you fit just fine because we do. Forklift simulators. <laughs> wow, we're oh looking. We're looking yeah. forward. Yeah. Well, we have loads of other stuff as well. We have Underdog.be, and that's all the stuff that we did for free and, and uh, cool, cool race games and and fancy stuff. But we never had uh, uh, enough budget to make something really big. Uh, and this is isn't a huge budget game, but it's still, it's it's more budget than we ever spent on our own game. So it's a, uh, I think uh, a leap of faith now. So uh, beta is going to be out in December. We hope so. Yeah, end of December. Doing okay. the filming in December, so that's the last part of, of what we need. Yeah. <laughs> so are you planning on poisoning or having your competition eaten by the wolves? No, I will not be eaten by the wolves. <laughs> no, no. Everybody who tries to take your part, because you're the Red Riding Hood of today. <laughs> There are other auditions. How far do you want to go to get a part? I don't know. I have an ex, though. So. Oh, no, no, yeah, that helps. I have an ex in my life, so. <laughs> okay, where can people? <laughs>
Hi boss, I'd like a raise. I, by the way, I have an axe and a knife. Um, where can people find you to uh, find out more about the game? Um, at the moment we have a website live, it's called wolfgame.com. Uh, wolf with double O-L-F-E. Um, and you can subscribe there. I think After Facts will be releasing a first gameplay trailer or just a, tra a teaser trailer. We have Alpha Gameplay Ready. We'll be showing some sh shots of people playing the level we we are putting public. Oh, it's not public now, private now. Um, and yeah, all the info will be there. If you subscribe, you'll get weekly, monthly information. Okay. Well, I wish both of you the best of luck. Use your axe and knife wisely. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Give her the part, I guess. I mean, she's the hottest girl here today. Just saying. You paid me for this, right? Or you are going to to put in a good word for you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I hope uh, good luck, and uh, we'll see which red Red Riding Hood is going to be Red Riding Hood in December. Well, I'm in good company today. Uh, speaking of uh, having pirates around you and pirated software but these are this is actually the one game that involves pirates that's a good thing i'm talking to tessa from ubisoft about assassin's creed yes. hi tessa how are you doing today doing very well how are you well we're out and about and we saw your pretty impressive booth yes. assassin's creed is immensely popular for people who have been living on the surface of the moon what's the game about where does it come from well it's the ultimate pirate game so I think it's one of the most important pirate games that's going to ever be made. So, um, well, it's a new uh, character, new environment, um, but it's uh, still in the same story. So we're keeping it very authentic, a real Assassin's Creed game, just with a lot of pirate elements and a lot of new features, new gameplay. It's going to be a completely different experience as well because of all the, the release of the next gen, of course. It's going to give um, gamers the the real pirate experience, the naval battles, it's all improved. Everything is going to be better, greater, just awesome. So, for people who say Assassin's Creed's like Laura Croft but a guy, is that true or is Assassin's Creed much more than just uh, a maze scroller? I think they both kick ass, so maybe they can make the comparison. I think it's a good comparison. It's a great game, Tomb Raider, so... So what is so different about Black Flag as opposed to the previous uh, series of uh, Assassin's Creed. You mean between current gen and next gen? Yes. Um, well, mostly it's the graphics, of course. Um, with the new engine that we use and the new software that's possible for the next gen consoles, you're going to see that um, the way you're going to play it is going to be much more fluid. So no more loading times. You can go hop on, hop off everywhere. Go on shipping, uh, ship other um, during naval battles, ship, do shipping, and you can go to other cities directly. Go from on the water, from land to undersea. So it's going to be very fluid. So it's it's going to be more like playing a movie than having to wait to see the loading screen all the time. So. so it's a constant immersion into the action, into the story. Assassin's Creed. The main character, he wears the hood. How did they come up with that? And why is it so immensely popular? I think it's part of the brand to keep it authentic. And Assassin's Creed has always been about a little bit of secrecies. Nobody needs to know who he is. I mean, everybody does know who he is, but it's more like um, to keep it mystical, I think. Okay, so it's going to be available on the most of the platforms? Yes, it's going to be available on Xbox 360 and PS3 on the 29th of October. 
and for PC, Wii U, and all the next-gen consoles on the 21st of November. So 21st of November, don't get any sleep. You will be waiting online outside game stores to get this great game with these great characters. Tessa, I wish you all the luck. Thank you very much. And uh, what are you going to get? What, what's your favorite Ubisoft game at the moment? At the moment, I have to say Assassin's Creed. Yes, definitely. It's Well, Watch Dogs has been delayed, so unfortunately uh, for this year, it's going to be my favorite. It's going to be Assassin's Creed. Okay, thank you very much. And have a, have a great time. Yes, yes. Have a great time as well. I'm going to speak out now. Assassin's Creed is the greatest game ever made. Really. <laughs> Yar. Yar. <laughs>